to another episode of Imamisms. We have a very special episode planned today with a very special guest. We're going to talk about girl power with Noni. Hey, do you know why Noni's called Noni? Why? Mm-hmm. No. You gotta ask her. You're not You're gonna, not tell, gonna us? tell us? I don't remember. <laughs> Hi, I'm. Uh, am I Noni or am I Saba? You're whoever you can be, whatever. Be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am uh, Zainab and Sabria and Yusuf's uh, aunt, and uh, Serena, Alina, and Maria Nuda's mom. Thank you very much. <laughs> She's the cool aunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> going I, thought that. I thought that's what you were going to introduce yourself. Not like I've been looking for that position. <laughs> I guess it's one thing if she says it, it's another if we say it. I know, but I thought she was going to do it. Well, we're all in the same. I am, I am, I am the cool aunt. <laughs> okay, so Sabria has... Um, Sabria had some structure to this because that's how usually this works. Sabria mm-hmm. has a plan and Zanam just goes with it. Yeah. So what mm-hmm, is your mm-hmm. plan, Sabria? Um, well, we were going to talk a little bit about like, I guess like the importance of hashtag girl power in the media, I guess. So that's like more serious note, why it's important. And also like giving some examples and instances of characters who like exhibit girl power, but also some who exhibit the opposite, the anti-girl power, of which Zanup has one, well, we have oh. one example written down. Um, I'm sure there are more. There's okay. like a while ago that we wrote some of these things out. So, Noni, as a mother, why mm. do you think like these movies are mm-hmm. important or these themes these are people. These people are important. These themes? Uh, okay. As a mother, but also as a, uh, as a, uh, Muslim mom, as a Pakistani mom, as a mom of a child with a disability, I think it's really important to see uh, diversity in media, books, TV, movies. I think uh, every kid wants to see themselves represented uh, on TV when they're growing up. It gives them the inspiration that they can also do more and achieve more. Um, yeah, and then when we're talking about girl power, you know, seeing girls, women in the non-traditional roles, I think is is awesome. It's unexpected. It's really, you know, kind of initially it's jarring. I remember when uh, I first started watching um, Buffy, who was going to be my example, <laughs> girl power in media. I remember like watching her, you know, this tiny little teenage girl, you know, fighting and saving the world and as stupid as it sounds I know people think Buffy is like such a a joke and stuff but it's really empowering to see that and it made it made a pretty big impact on me and I think like for girls little girls to see stuff like that right now it's awesome it's it's empowering how old were you when you started to watch Buffy I think it was in college uh it might have been end of high school, beginning of college, maybe mid-college. It was kind of a, around-ish the same time that Buffy, like Buffy was in high school. I think I was like out of high school. So it was kind of around that time period. But I remember reading Catcher in the Rye and it, it, I think watching these things, reading these things at a pivotal time really makes an impact. Catcher in the Rye made a huge impact on me when I read it. I think I was in sixth grade seventh grade and the whole concept of phonies and fakes 
stuck with me. So yeah, so watching Buffy at that time, you know, kind of just getting out of high school, beginning college, possibly being out of college. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You want to know something interesting? After all of this, like while the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on, and everyone was still going on. Well, it's when it was like mm-hmm. super in the forefront of the media and everything like that, when all of yeah. that was happening and everyone was having the conversations and people were talking specifically about like diversity in media and being conscientious, consci- being aware of like, for example, like what's on your Instagram feed. So who do you follow or what movies do you watch and things like that. I never thought about that and how like people want to be like people want to see something similar to themselves in media or on what they see because like I feel like this is all happening now and I'm like old but I read like I read I shot last recently why are you shaking your head at me (laughs) I'm rolling my I rolled my eyes at the I'm old comment (laughs) okay I feel old but I'm okay so I read I shot last when I was 22 I don't know. I don't remember if I read it before my birthday. But I read that and it was like it's the Pakistani Pride and Prejudice it's, retelling. It's the Muslim, oh, okay. Muslim retelling of Pride and okay. Prejudice. And it was the first time that I had seen like that as well. No, 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 not yeah. even that. It's just like I like I understood the jokes and I understood like the traditions and stuff like that. And that was the first time where I was like, okay, I can relate to this. And so like yeah. I understand why it's important now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like the same thing with Miss Marvel or the same thing. I watched the show Never Have I Ever, which wasn't the same thing. She was Indian and Hindu, but it was like the same like culture wise. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I understand. Why did it take this long for me to understand this? I think it's, I think it's interesting that you brought that up because I was going to actually uh, talk about it too. I think now with the Black Lives Matter uh, Matters movement, um, I think we're all talking a lot about privilege and entitlement and the way everything is set up as the white person is the default that everything is kind of uh, everything else is based off of and i think yeah and i think that diversity is um is what we need to see and you're actually in your age you're seeing a lot more of it when we were growing up we didn't we didn't see anything and so growing up we had to adapt to everything else that was around us we learned all about like other religions other cultures other holidays no one had to learn about ours so i think it's it's the whole um kind of the patriarchy going back to the girls girl power stuff you know it's it's this hierarchy that's set up and that you kind of have to fight your way up to have some representation and it just seeing something or getting an inside joke miss marvel calling her her mom ummy i mean doesn't that make you feel good literally i know because i feel like right now the word empowering or empowered is thrown around really like here and there but that was how i felt after finishing these things i felt mm-hmm. empowered because i'm like okay these people can do it i can do it what there's nothing stopping me we wrote out a couple of like the big um so like besides like what we have planned for at the end we wrote out a couple of the big like names I guess in girl power Mm -hmm. media and most right now yeah I think most of these are from 
most of these are from movies, but I mean, it's definitely like if you think of any that aren't just from movies or like TV, like say them. But I figure we can just talk about a couple of them, and most of them I think we'll probably agree on. But there's also like always some good things and some bad things, especially I notice when it's a woman like being represented, but it's like a male director or male writer. I think you can definitely tell that there's a difference. Also, um, Sabrina and I have a very like, not like closed-minded, but we have a very, we have a, what am I trying to say? I have no we, idea. Sabrina and I are like, our interests are similar to one another, but also because of that, we just watch kind of the same thing in different versions so a lot of our things that we brought up are from that are from movies or tv shows that have similar themes so if you have anything because you're not us. of a different generation there you go yes. <laughs> um i guess we've already started to talk a little bit about miss marvel and i'll be Full disclosure, I think I read the first comic when it first came out, and I haven't read them since. And the only reason I'm waiting is because I'm actually going to be reading them in my class starting next oh, okay. week. So I think that it'll be interesting to also be reading it through the perspective of, like, taking a class for it. But I think that's definitely a good place to start. I also want to say that, especially in terms of Xanob, like, you didn't really care. And then one day, you she saw that Miss Marvel's, like, symbol was a bolt like charge and she's like okay now it I'm gonna was read meant all to of be. that okay and that's how it is it was meant to be and now you you know you like it for more than more than just the read, I think I read all of them except the last few I got for my birthday and mm. it's funny I had a charge meeting um earlier this quarantine and they were talking about one of the this is like a little one of my side tangents um <laughs> one of the RCLs who's like above me she got a dog and named her Gemma after someone from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, hello, have you heard of Miss Marvel? Her symbol is literally a bull. It's like, why are me. we not doing something about this? And I literally, I was wearing the shirt that day. I brought my pot figure to the thing. I'm like, hello, look at her. <laughs> That's my tight tangent. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, but we already talked a little bit about, like, not only her being, like, a young Muslim girl but just like I think the fact that it's a young Muslim girl in a Marvel comic uh because that is such like a big deal right now and the fact that there's a, TV a show, show in the works mm -hmm. which mama wants Xanam to audition for <laughs> um <laughs> no you don't she's serious she's like get acting advice we'll send in oh a video God. blah 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 I'm like this is not gonna happen oh, yeah <laughs> um, um. Well, uh, talking about Miss Marvel, I guess in terms of girl power, uh, yeah, I think she's awesome. I think uh, the whole like um, TV show, the comic or the cartoon that they have, you know, it's all about like uh, these young girls and stuff, which I think is is great. Um, but she is somewhat. She's not a mutant, but she or she was. She was a mutant that she kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think she was like predisposed to the, having the powers and then something awakened the powers. And this kind of goes back to even Ray, how we thought Ray was going to be this, like this hero who just rose, you know, and out of nowhere and every girl can relate to that, but Oh no, she's a Palpatine. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> you fit right in, Naughty. You fit right in. <laughs> Were you waiting for to do that? <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. it, it, it's even more awesome to see just regular people, girls, boys, men, women, whatever, 
just regular people overcome based on just their their grit. So one of the other things we were saying that we should talk about is like women on screen who kind of are anti-girl power and represent values that like women shouldn't necessarily follow. And our example was Padme oh because in the very first movie, she was pretty cool. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a great face you just made. I wish we could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the first movie, she was pretty cool, but she like devolved so hard. And um, daddy said in our, in our Star Wars episode that like you can't, say that because she's a mother and like you have to appreciate what she did and I was like but that's not really <laughs> I was like that's not really my point my point was she became like really desperate and really needy and clingy and just didn't I was just gonna say the same thing she was needy and clingy and both of them became so pathetic with each other it was such a unhealthy toxic relationship you know, yeah, like, she died because like he was bad or something. She's like, it's gonna kill me, and then she died, and then left her twin her children. Yeah, problematic. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Oh, okay. So she's on the anti list. I yeah. can't think of anyone who I think um, is no. Nobody comes to the top of my head in terms of like who I really dislike as uh, a representation of of females. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, but yeah, in general, like the the mean girl who like tears other girls down is always kind of something you're not supposed to like. But Padme's like on a different level. Okay. Let's Anna get to what she's okay. been wanting to. Okay, this talk is the about. part I'm really really excited about. So what we're gonna do is we have four big general categories of like different girl power characters. I would like to say I'm the one that came up with this whole idea. Okay, Sabria, no one likes a gloater. Move on. Anyway, so we have four main sections and then each person's gonna pick a female powerful girl, I just said a girl powery girl <laughs> a girl powery girl from each section for each section for each okay. section so the first one is an iconic character and we talk about a different element than what is usually talked about when in terms of them so mine I'm, I'm sure no surprise to anybody but it's Hermione Granger and I'm actually I didn't know what I was gonna say in terms of my different in my different element, but I've actually was telling Xana today, I'm rereading Harry Potter and it's been, it's been a long time since I've sat down and read all of them. And I actually have realized upon this reread, um, that in the past I've kind of chose, like put blinders on when it came to Hermione. <laughs> like, um, I just kind of thought she's perfect. You know, she's the girl, she's the strong, like the smart one, but I actually have noticed this time, like she's imperfect. And that's kind of what makes her more realistic. I mean, not like, not in terms of, uh, like her intelligence or anything, but she's driven. But that's also, it can be a bad thing if it's too much. Like sometimes she's so single-minded that she refuses to take anybody else's thoughts into consideration. The stuff like that, I never really paid attention to the first times that I've read them or when I've watched them. But this time it occurred to me that this is a character who for the last 10 years of my life, I've kind of idealized and I made her put her on a pedestal almost. And I think that I sort of taken her off that pedestal, even though she's still like my favorite one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. And I think that's kind of important to come to that realization. I put Elle Woods from Legally Blonde because we watched that recently. And I was just like, this is what I need. I was like, I need it. So I watched it after I took my MCAT. And I'm like, I wish I'd watched this beforehand because it would have given me the motivation I needed to like push through because she originally she applied to and got into and was doing law school for a guy 
but by mm-hmm. the end of it, she was doing it all for herself. And better than anyone else. Better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all the lessons that she taught, the fact that she did it like while completely having her own way of doing things. And yes. Like, yep. Exactly. And like yep. the pink and the like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And she like didn't give up anything of herself and she learned that at the end of it. And now I've just decided that when I'm in a school rut, I will just ask myself, what would Elle Woods do? Yeah. <laughs> I like the uh, the imperfect heroines because those are the most relatable. Um, both Hermione, now that you've realized, is imperfect, and uh, L, she did it her way. She did it, you know. She didn't start off with the right intentions, but she ended up with the right way. Um, for me, and this is this, I was thinking about this a lot. I don't know if you guys have. I don't think you guys have read Jane Eyre. I did not enjoy that story at all, partially because Mama forced me to read it. It's on my channel. But, but Jane Eyre is iconic. She does not have the circumstances. She does not have the, the looks. She doesn't have the money. She doesn't have anything. But she has so much self-worth. And I'm not even going to say self-confidence, but she values herself so much that she didn't allow herself to be, um, shoot, Sibs, you didn't read it. It's okay. It's on my two read. I mean, are you going to spoil alert? it? Spoiler. <laughs> I'm not listening to edit this episode. Oh, yeah, I guess. Zana, Zana, you, you, know, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? She didn't allow herself to become something she did not want to be because she valued herself. She had two opportunities with two different men in two different roles and she declined both of those offers because she valued herself as um as a person and she was she was working on her own she was a governess and she literally became the support system for one of the main characters and it was like just this even like a physical difference to see like she was tiny she was frail she was so small but she was so strong uh emotionally and mentally that uh that she she's kind of the heroine of the book and you wouldn't think of it it's an old story and stuff but um i think you should read it i Sibby, you should definitely read it zana go back and kind of look at it with a, a different lens of not being forced to read it <laughs> But uh, you, do you, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. I, okay, so one well, of my side tangents that I'm known for at this point <laughs> um, with all of our adoring fans, it, I took an English <laughs> class sophomore year called Great Women Authors, and one of the books we had to read was like the unofficial prequel to Jane Eyre. Okay. Did you, what have you heard that? of it? What? What's oh, it called? Wide no, I've never read that. It's, hmm. I don't know what you know about it. I think I, I, I we'll, have, we'll have a side conversation about this, Vanna. <laughs> we'll do, good. we'll do a hashtag girl power sequel once I've read Jane Eyre. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. But the way that you explained it makes it sound more interesting than what I remember. What's the next thing? The next big section is, um, a real person who embodies girl powerness. Wow, we really are making up words all over the place. Okay, mine is again, kind of, I'm sure no surprise, but I, I picked Emma Watson. And originally my, I origin, okay, yeah, you can laugh. Originally I liked her because she was, you know, my favorite 
she was, she portrayed my favorite fictional character. And that's, I think, definitely what got me to like know her. And I think what got a lot of people to know her. But I would say that um, she has made a name for herself beyond Harry Potter, which I think is impressive because most people from Harry Potter are just known for being in Harry Potter. But she's done so much more than that in terms of her um, like humanitarian work and her all of the other I don't know how to say it just besides her other girl power activism yes that's a better way of saying it she also like she went to college she, she went yes yeah, she actually like, went back to school, school even she didn't have to, to. um I actually watched this interview between her and Malala and Malala told her that I was so moved by your he for she speech it like it meant something to me and she was like you saying that to me is crazy because like I, in comparison to like what you've done, like it feels like I've done nothing of importance. And Malala's like, no, like the fact that you were actually the person to stand up and say this, it, it meant something to people. And I think that's true because she's known a lot of the times for being Hermione, but I think the fact that she's never tried to like defy or like try to turn away from that and instead has actually used the fact that she was so many people's like childhood um role model and actually did more with that like people remember her for being Hermione but now it's like Hermione Granger is doing more than just being a part of a fictional universe which I think is a pretty big deal and I think that that's kind of exactly my age level is to to be thinking that about her um and I picked Taylor Swift because <laughs> because she's amazing and okay let's just let's just go she was always hold on words the media always targeted her let's start there right and for a long time she like dealt with it in her own way but then eventually she was like fighting back and people are like yeah you fight back you have the right to fight back these people are lying about you and then everything happened with Kanye at the MTV Music Awards and then that's what I meant and then the things with Kim Kardashian and everything that one is the one that probably gets me the most it's, it's that it's one of the lines in the song is no, no, women no. women hunt witches too um no, that's not that? I'm just saying the fact that one Kim Kardashian like recorded it and then released everything and the whole and time Taylor out. Swift was like that's not true like you're missing stuff like that's a lie and for a long time there was the Taylor Swift just canceled party and then yeah. years later the whole thing came out and everybody was like Holy crap, Taylor Swift was telling the truth the entire time. And so it's just like, you could see her whole evolution throughout her music career and her like growing up and figuring it out. And like, think about her masters. And just, we'll get there. (laughs) But it's just like the growing up and the getting and like figuring herself out, but always eventually knowing, again, knowing her worth and fighting for herself and finding what she wanted, fighting what she needed and going for it. Don't forget the, the whole, uh, the sexual, uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. she, she took a symbolic one dollar, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, just to prove, prove her, prove her point, basically. But she wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. the, it, and then it was just, like, again, like, she knew that she had this platform, and it's, like, she did not let anyone, like, while she was, um, testifying, she did not let anyone tear her down. She kept saying the same thing over yeah, and over again. She's, like, I am say. not going to let you this, say this lawyer or these people, like, get away with this, and then there's a thing with her masters with stupid Scott Brown and Scott Brochetta. 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 And they're, like, all of that stuff about how, oh, we gave her the option. No, Taylor Swift does not lie. Like, you did not give her this option. And now all these people, like, I will happily, like, I will go on record saying I will happily 
illegally download these songs from YouTube just so nobody gets the money that should be hers. And now, like, she learned from it, right? Now yeah, she owns all that part. I probably will. <laughs> but it's like now she owns all her own stuff. Like, if we're talking about real life people, um, yeah, there's like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with AOC lately. So that's pretty cool to see. But I will say, real life girl power, I will say, my girls. I will say you guys. I will say Nano, who left her family and her country to come here. Mama, who didn't know what she was doing when she got married. (laughs) 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 And I mean, my girls, I think, are girl power. You see how strong and sweet and stuff they are. And you guys are doing crazy things and, you know, doing something outside of your comfort zone. And I think any girl who can navigate this male-dominated world that's kind of, I don't know, fighting against us, you know, any, any girl who can, you know, kind of rise above that and succeed is, is pretty, pretty impressive. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, I mean, there's plenty of uh, uh, people in politics and media and, you know, all of that stuff who are doing great things like that girl, Greta, who's, you know, doing all of this activism for the environment, Malala, obviously, but we all can't be Malala. Our third category is um, sort of an untraditional character in terms of girl power. And I think like, it'll make more sense when Susanna and I say our examples. So I- pick two that kind of go together. I picked Joe and Amy March because, I mean, untraditional in the sense that it's from like an older time. So it's not, it doesn't mean the same thing then as it did now, or it didn't mean the same thing as it does now. I read the wrong tenses. Um, And my initial thought when we were coming up with this was initially immediately Joe. I was like, she's the one everybody always remembers for Mm -hmm. her girl power in Little Women. And so that's immediately what I thought of. But upon watching the, the newer movie, Amy's the one who's really stuck with me because I think it's kind of empowering in its own right that she didn't do what her sister did. Like she was okay with marrying to be rich, which I think is something that people look down upon, but she was like, there's that scene in the new movie that I don't think is, was in the book. And actually Meryl Streep was the one who was like, you have to put this scene in. And it's a scene where she and, and um, Lori are in the art studio. And she was saying to him, like, I'm choosing to marry rich because that is what I can do for the best thing I could do for myself and for any future children that I have. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want, she basically said like, I don't ever want my kids to have to grow up poor like I did, which I think is people can look down on her because it can sound arrogant or selfish, but I think it's kind of meaningful in its own right that she had the guts to admit that and to to go through with it. Um, I think a lot of people look down on Amy in general, just because she's kind of remember it as the one who burned Joe's book but I think the new movie really made me see her in a different light and I I think it's um it's empowering that she was able to kind of not defy norms she actually did what was normal of the time and had no shame in it which I think is kind of a big deal especially to see that now because I think a lot of times now girls are like I have to be doing something out of like that's different I have to speak out I have to be so different like all the other people but I think it's okay also to just be okay with being yourself. And I think that's kind of at least what I saw and what she showed me in the new movie. So that was my choice. Um, okay. For my untraditional girl power girl, 
I put Lizzie Bennett. <laughs> One, I love her. I oh, love her story, and I love her. What? I thought, at first, I thought you said Lizzie McGuire, and I was like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. Um, <laughs> um, I put Lizzie Bennett uh, from Pride and Prejudice, just to make that clear, by Jane Austen. By Jane Austen. <laughs> Um, because I love her. So I put her because of the fact that I think, again, she knew what she wanted and she knew what she was worth and she knew what she was looking for. And so like when Darcy proposed the first time and she's like, no, because he like insulted her and she's like, I'm not, that's not what I want. But then in the end, like she like learned from her mistakes. She learned from her, like got over her pride and stuff like that and was like, when he helped her and when she realized what kind of person he actually was she said it she admitted that she was wrong and she's like look like I was wrong and I shoot I think a lot of it was like I understand if you didn't want me back like want me back basically but this is where I'm at now and I think that her support for Jane was always like she was always like her hype girl yeah (laughs) and um her fighting for her and like just what is it her solidarity yeah after everything happened with what's his face Bingley and he like they all (laughs) left and she was like well screw them like yeah (laughs) who cares yeah um I don't know I think that I've realized that a lot of the characters that I've picked or in general there's always something about them that I wish I had more mm-hmm. of in me. And I think that is, like, why I picked Lizzie also as an untraditional girl power. The other person that came to my mind was Fiona from Shrek. That's definitely <gasps> untraditional. Fantastic answer. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because she didn't turn into a beautiful princess when she met her prince. I know. Oh. That's so funny, actually. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's yeah. a good answer. She was eating like flies and rabbits. And <laughs> I think she saved them. Like she was, she like, there were like knights or something in the forest and like they yeah. had a slow motion scene where she was like doing the kick. Yeah. And, and then the she, she like paused and flipped her yeah. hair and kicked yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Got to answer. Yeah. And I think that's also one of those things that as time has gone on, you start seeing like princesses take a different role than like they yeah. used to. Um, but that's yeah. definitely more untraditional than even the normal untraditional. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where instead of her turning into the beautiful, uh, you know, blonde, blue-eyed princess, she stayed okay. the ogre. Or him, or him even turning yeah. to be people. It was that, like she did. It was like her true self, basically. In the sequel, didn't yeah. he try to become a real person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's obviously a bunch of the traditional ones, like Moana, Mulan. Uh, there's a really good movie called The Whale Rider. There's another really good movie. Uh, it's an animated movie. I forget what the name was. Um, where these these girls are like the chosen ones to lead their people. And I mean, those are more of the traditional, I guess, girl powers kind of stories. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of those, which is which is pretty awesome. Our last section is a fictional character that the other two people in this podcast or the listeners are many, many, many listeners may not know as well as in they're not as like on the forefront of media. Um, So my initial answer was Felicity Smoke from Arrow, but I've actually changed that. I liked her a lot too because she was like very feminine, but girl power. She was able to code and stuff, which is just, you know, not traditional, but I've actually changed mine 
to Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Good and, answer! And my, I, the reason I, I chose that, actually, was because I really identify with Amy. I think that – no, I, I really I do. Know, like, the whole like, – there's that scene where yeah. Amy has her yeah. binders, her planners, her pens. And I think it's cool to see somebody that I actually – not necessarily, like, in terms of – um quirky race but like a quirk that I actually do have a personality trait of mine it's cool to see that represented but then not only is she does she have that but she actually is still cool in like the traditional sense she's like she's she's very driven she she becomes a sergeant and her husband doesn't and it's not a point of contention between them if she's driven more than but she's also dorky though yeah she's she's not really cool in the traditional sense she's dorky yeah. But she's so cool, happily, happily dorky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The her her um, victory dance scenes. I was like, I relate too hard. Um, and it's just, yeah, oh it's God. cool. When she and Lynn Manuel Miranda are having their dance off, and she's like not using enough elbow. <laughs> Harley Quinn from Birds of Prey because I love her, <laughs> and she's who I want to be because she's just like. <laughs> so unapologetically herself yeah go <laughs> that too that she embraces it and she like again kicks butt i think with the, colors yeah that was what i was gonna say there's that scene where she's coming into the police station oh my god and she's just like glitter bombing people and it's like paint um color it, it's color. just like it's, it was a they were supposed to, she was supposed to be like a villain. Right? Yeah. But then you add, and then there's the fight scenes, and then you add the color to it, like the literal bursts of color. Yeah. And then there's the trampolines and the roller the skates roller and skates. the mallets. And it's just yeah. like, how can you not? Yeah. And that's another one. Oh, where- the whole thing is that she gets like, the whole thing is about, it's called the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. She's yeah. finding herself. She's it's amazing. finding herself after it's a, breaking up with yeah, the Joker. It, it's Harley Quinn is known for so long for being the Joker's girlfriend. And I think this movie finally, finally changed Did you that. see, and there's one, I think I saw it on Pinterest or something like that, where the Joker calls her nurse and she looks at him and she's like, and he's like, sorry, doctor. And he's like, she's like, eight years of college and three years of residency and he thinks he can call me a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think, again, another big deal with that is that Margot Robbie had such a big impact on the actual character. And again, it was a lot of women writers and directors and producers. Um, so she had say, she was like, the relationship between Harley Quinn and the Joker is so toxic. And I don't want girls to watch that and think that that's okay. Which I think is a big, like big deal that somebody actually said that somebody with such like a big platform was like this is not okay and I'm going to be the one to change that I think a non-traditional and I was watching I'd been watching Community on Netflix for a while and there's a character named Britta Perry on Community Mm -hmm. she's this beautiful blonde you know porcelain skin actress she's you know really pretty and in the first episode she kind of they set her up to be like this you know beautiful kind of cold woman and um as the show goes on she becomes so funny and so she's like she wants to be this activist but she's so bad at it they actually like you know in the middle of the show like if somebody screws up they brittled it (laughs) because she becomes like synonymous with like you know like they they say like you know you're the worst brita you're like the worst but she's she's this really pretty actress and you see her and you have this expectation of what she's going to be but she's so goofy 
she dances so bad she makes the worst jokes she tries to be this like you know big kind of moving activist and she always fails but she keeps trying so hard and it's so it's so funny to see it's so sweet to see and again it's like you have this expectation because she's like this you know typically beautiful woman and you don't expect her to be funny or messed up or trying and failing you don't expect that and i think that's what it kind of all goes back to is like what you see is representative of what you want to be you know what i mean like you don't want to see perfection all the time yeah because we're not so i think she's a non-traditional i mean she's always like fighting she you know she's a feminist and stuff but she does like you guys got to watch the show. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. And I, I like to see things that you don't expect. You see Buffy, she's this tiny little petite blonde haired girl. And you know, she's kicking vampires butts and stuff. It's like that, that juxtaposition to be <laughs> fancy, but you know, seeing these two kind of opposite things come together. It's, it's fun. It's fun to see that. So that would be my non-traditional girl power pick. We're now going to go to the younger generation and ask them about girl power. If you've listened to our podcast before, you've already met our cousins, but enjoy getting to meet them again. It's not meeting them again. Enjoy hearing their interpretation, their young mind interpretation of what it means to be hashtag girl power. Okay, Nura, who is your favorite girl character on any TV show, movie, anything you watch? I don't know. Who's, yeah. your, who's your favorite girl character? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Is, there, characters? Yeah. is it Poppy? Is it Dora? Is it Velma? Is it Daphne? Is it Yash? Okay, you'll get your turn. Who? No, I'm saying that. Anybody? Okay, what Why are you being so shy? Favorite, who's your favorite girl ever? Ooh. Who's your favorite girl? Why are you being so shy? I don't Who's know. Oh, okay, I'll give you candy. <laughs> it could be easy Baji. That's totally okay. Or it can be. It can be your sister Maria. I was gonna say, yeah, it can be. I wouldn't pick my sister. Maria. 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 Alina. Your turn. Hello. Hi, Alina. Hello. <laughs> Alina. Who is your favorite girl ever? Okay. In Go real on. life, or in TV, or in a movie, ever? Or in a book? Or in a book. My favorite char- girl character? Me. <laughs> cool. Ooh, I Why? love that confidence. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about yourself? Um, I mean, I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> Let's get Maria. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Maria, who is your favorite girl ever? In real life or in TV or in a movie or in a book or ever? Alina. Oh. Why? Because hi. Because she, because she let me draw it on her phone. Oh, that's so nice. Did you tell her you love her? You should give her a hug. I'm right next to her. 
Aww. We have a so very have a question, question for you, Serena. Who is your favorite girl ever in real life or in a movie or in a TV show or in a book or anything? Myself. <laughs> I love the self-confidence going on in your guys' house. Why are you your favorite? Because I kind of like myself. So Nora said her favorite person was Maria. Alina said her favorite person was herself. Maria said her favorite person was Alina. And Serena said her favorite person was herself. So much love in this household. Self-love. <laughs> well, there's that. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got some insight into who we are as people based off of the women we admire. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Come back again in two weeks for our next episode that's sure to be just as delightful as this one. We don't know what it is yet. That's true. Okay, bye. Bye! Is it work? I think it's on.